Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick. I am your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and we've got another interview for you today. Another fabulous interview, which I know I keep saying, but I'm hardly going to start it with a crummy interview, right? Today's guest is Andrew Sparks of Sparks Elite. Andrew and I connected in the mastermind that I'm in, and I'm just going to do a little disqualifier, prequalifier. I'm not sure which one you would call it, but you know, I know I keep bringing on different uh, guests from the mastermind and, and people come and go in this group, but I really like highlighting and, and sharing stories of people that maybe you wouldn't be introduced to, you know, so they're not the common names or the big name, quote unquote, um, marketers, whether it's in WordPress or internet marketing or blogging or whatever. But I think it's important to see that people are building phenomenal businesses regardless of whether or not they have the name or the notoriety, if that makes sense. And and all of these people, I think, are very well known in their own spaces. But I just think it's important to remind your, to remind yourself, <laughs> to remind you that there's this huge global audience that we can connect with amazing people. And that's really what drives me and keeps me going. So today's interview, like I said, is with Andrew Sparks of Sparks Elite. And we talk a lot about mindset. And he has had an amazing journey um, from going down the wrong path with drugs and alcohol to building a phenomenal seven-figure business. And he's got some great stories of clients that he's helped as well. One of them is a 23-year-old who just, you got to listen to it. It's really, really great, but she is just killing it with her business. So go ahead, take a listen to the interview. If you want to check out more, you can go to sparkselite.com and then I will have a link for you at the end of the show. Before we talk about your current business, Andrew, can you yeah. tell the listeners what you were doing before you started the company that you're running today? Okay, so um, I guess my, my career started at 15, um, more or less dropped out of high school at 15 and didn't go through and finish um, full schooling. Uh, I was uh, in a trade for a long time, uh, so I became a plumber and, um, and I worked in that for quite a while. At the age of 19, I was fully qualified and started my own business. Um, and then from there, um, I sold that after a little while, went overseas and did some traveling. I was supposed to be overseas for about 12 months, but I ended up being overseas for 10 years. And nice. uh, like where overseas? Yeah, so I was, in, um, I was in the UK for the first three years with a bit of traveling to Europe and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the last seven years, I was in Canada, um, about four hours from Vancouver up in uh, Kelowna. So, um, yeah, fantastic time. Um, and, you know, did quite a few different things. I did some trade work while I was over there in construction, uh, worked in some pubs and stuff like that for a little while as well. Um, and, you know, also had some business success. I, I got a little off track in life and, um, and after I pulled it all back together, I started a construction company over in Canada and managed to build that up quite quickly and sell that for, um, for a nice tidy little six figure sum in, um, in about 18 months. So then moved back to Australia and here we are today. (laughs) You make it sound like it's like, yeah, I just got up and tied my shoes. I sold a construction company in 18 months. (laughs) 
Yeah, look, it's it's been a ride for sure. Um, you know, I think I think having such a diverse background has really been beneficial. Even you know, even in the the construction industry, um, it really helps you get on the ground with people and and be real. I think in a lot of the larger corporate stuff, it can take away from that. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, and it's not, I mean, in everything you did, I mean, from dropping out of high school, which you know, not a lot of people. I, personally, I think there are probably a lot of people that that don't need to be there, right? But it, it's a cultural standard, and um, so to do those things and um, just to start a few things and take off—that takes a lot of courage at a young age. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Let alone starting a company in another country. Like I, I think that you know, I look at the loops that we have to go through to start a company in the states, and I just think, gosh, what would that be like? Um, so you must have learned a lot simply starting a business in another country. Yeah, for sure. You know, different rules and regulations. And even though I had um, had a bit of a background in, in construction and in trades, of course, there's different rules and regulations um, within the trade and then outside of that, you know, all the legals and, and um, information that was required to get it off the ground and setting up bank accounts. And, um, you know, I think you just take, I just take that stuff in my stride and, it's just what's got to be done. Just focus on the outcome and get it done. So well, and sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? You don't know any difference, so you just know you got to go do this, so that you follow the next step, and then you follow the next step. <laughs> Look, absolutely, you know. And I guess for all the entrepreneurs listening, we all know that if somebody told me how much work that I had to do to get to where I am today, to have the success in business, you definitely rethink it. But um, starting out with, you know, ignorance is bliss. Is, is is very you know it's a great place to start you don't realize how deep you need to go and how much you need to dig but if everybody gave you you know if i had to write a list for all the entrepreneurs here today um it would be a very long list of all the things you've got to learn and and um and get your head into so yeah i totally agree it's funny i've, I've said that before where if, if i had known because i've i've been in business about six and a half years and i'm like had i known when i started this that it would have taken me the length of time, which that's not a super long time in business, but to really step into what I wanted to do and own it, I would have been like, no way. Like, I just, I wouldn't have believed it, right? Or, I, or if someone said, this is absolutely going to happen, I would have been like, I'm just going to keep a job. <laughs> but it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Um, so let's talk about your current company, uh, Sparks Elite. So clearly you're an entrepreneur, you want to start your own business, but that's a completely different direction. So let everybody know what it is, what you guys do, and then we'll dive a little deeper. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Sparks Elite is a, a performance mentoring and, and coaching um, company. Uh, we work with people from, uh, you know, we do do a little bit of stuff in the corporate world still. That's a bit of a sideline. The main focus for us at the moment is the business and the life mentoring, um, taking businesses uh, from, you know, from startup or, you know, maybe doing $150,000, $200,000, um, even, you know, up to companies starting around half a million dollars and then taking them, up and over the seven seven figure mark, um, and apply the same similar strategies to helping people be successful in their life as well. Um, we all know, you know, as entrepreneurs, if you if you grow the mindset of an entrepreneur, the business grows. It's the same in life. You know, if you want better results than you're currently getting, then you've got to work on your mindset uh, to to help you be able to achieve those sorts of things and believe that you're able to achieve those sorts of things. So they work really, really well hand in hand. Um, also do a little bit of peak performance mentoring uh, with with professional athletes as well personally. Um, but yeah, that's that's a bit of a limited thing for, for a select few. Well, okay, so 
what made you though? I mean, because your background, how, how did you transition into sort of the life coaching and mentoring? And because it's not just, um, I guess, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it really is taking your life to the next level and your business to the next level. It's not just we're going to help you get out of a mess, right? <laughs> I mean, it's you, you guys really you go for it. But so how how did you go from plumbing and construction to to this? What was that path like? Well, as I briefly touched on before, um, you know, when I was overseas, life got off the rails. Um, I got caught up in, in the wrong group of people. Uh, it was probably something my mother would say, but, you know, I um, I made a lot of decisions that I wouldn't make today. Let's just say that. Um, I got caught up in drugs and alcohol, and that was pretty much my existence for, um, for about five years. And, um, you know, I, I really got to the point where, uh, life was going to go one way or the other. You know, I either had to find a way out or, um, unfortunately, things were going to stay the same or, you know, even the unthinkable happening, I guess. And um, I got to the point and realized, you know, I just got to that point of, of, of meltdown, you might say, that we all need to, you know, go through at some point or another, that point of um, I can't stand this any longer and I'm not going to put up with it any longer. And I think if I didn't hit that breaking point, then I'd, you know, probably still be doing a very similar thing today. Um, but, you know, after after finding strategies, I've, I've worked for a long time with lots of different coaches and people to try and help me be able to break through and get the best out of myself and actually see um, see the potential in what I was doing for myself and, and my own potential, you know, my own worth and my own potential. And look, when I found the tools, it was just an absolute no-brainer for me um, to to share that with other people, you know. And and that's you know, in business, we talk a lot about the why. That's the why. That's um, that's the real driver behind Sparks Elite and, and what I do personally as well. It's just to really unlock potential in every individual that we come into contact with, and you know, that's the mission of the company. Um, and you know, I think a lot of the time in 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 breakdowns per se, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to break through as well. And I had to reach that point. Um, I'm not going to say it's rock bottom. Who knows how deep rock bottom really is? But um, I was, I was, you know, pretty low, and um, it could only go one way. So that's really how it all came about. And you know, when I, um, I'd always been the type of person to be putting the most in, whether that was. You know, in a positive sense, I'd be, you know, exercising the most. In a negative sense, I might be, you know, drinking the most. Go all in, regardless. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when I learned this skill set, I thought, right, I can apply and use that resource within me, and then I can share that with other people. And that's how we get such great results and, and such big performance out of people. Um, and having walked that path as well, um, you know, if you've got a problem, I've had it, so it's pretty easy to, to isolate and see in people. And then, you know, once you can once you can isolate it in people, you can change it, and that's how we can turn people around really quickly. Do you think, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I know from my own personal experience and, and having hit, again, hoping it's, <laughs> hoping it's the rock bottomist that I'm going to go, <laughs> but, you know, some really dark times. And I know that I, I feel that I can certainly – help people much to a much greater degree now because one I've got much more compassion and empathy and understanding um, but also knowing that you can come through it so do you think you know you'd be doing I mean this is a very crystal ball question <laughs> but you know would you be where you're at had you not gone down that path no way in the world 
Um, it's not, you know, this was so far removed from what I'd, what I'd done. Um, if we look at, you know, getting out of school at 15, um, growing up to learn a trade, you know, and, and learn the construction trade and, and, you know, to do quite well in that as well. Um, just the belief system alone from a business owner's perspective, um, the way you motivate people, the way that you, um, the way you motivate yourself, the way you, you know, you run your business, the level of thinking um, that's required for a lot of sort of construction people or trades people. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination, you know. Um, I've got some great friends who are still doing the same thing, but for me, I realised there was more and I had to chase that, you know. I realised inside that there was this potential that was burning and I was covering it up with drugs and alcohol for such a long period of time and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to roll the dice here and, and I couldn't, you know, I reached that point of threshold and I, I couldn't continue to live that way, you know. It, there was just, yeah, there was no option but to make it work and, um, you know, like I said before, I think that's why... I can be working with people so quickly and effectively and highlighting things before they can even see them or be anywhere close to recognising them. And, you know, there's no way in the world, you know, to really sum that up. There's no way in the world had I not gone through that stuff that I would have been attracted to this. There's like 52 questions from your answer that I want to bring up. Um, but, but, you know, I think... The first one being, well, well, this is just a quickie, but like, was there a, a catalyst, whether it was a mentor or a book or something that, that was like a, a, like a light bulb almost went off, you know, like something clicked a switch and you like, this is the direction. Was there like a catalyst in there besides your life experience, like something outside of yourself? Look, I think there was a few, you know, um, as I was sort of, you know, living in that world, I was actually fighting quite a lot as well. And I'd spend a lot of time at pubs and, you know, weekly I'd be fighting and brawling and carrying on um, like a two-year-old. But, um, you know, one of the big ones was, you know, I was sitting at the pub one night and um, just sitting at the bar and the, the pub was packed. There was about 150 people on the patio and probably the same or, you know, maybe a couple of hundred people inside and I looked out over the fence and there was this guy that was getting beaten, beaten up by two people. Um, and he was on the ground and he was getting kicked and everything else that was going on. And, you know, I jumped up and I ran out and jumped over the fence and ripped these two guys off. And, um, no, you know, people followed me out 20 seconds later, 30 seconds later, something like that. But, you know, there was 150 people sitting on the patio that I basically had to run through to go and, you know, make this thing happen and get, get rid of these guys. And, you know, that was a turning point for me. I woke up the next morning with a few bruises and thought, um, what was it that, what was it that made me out of the other, you know, maybe 50 other people had seen it at that point? Why was I the one that got up and did that? And, you know, it really showed me that I cared about people and that I wanted, you know, people to get the best out of themselves. And I, even though I was in an extremely destructive environment, there was a part of me that was extremely protective and caring. And, um, you know, and that that was one of them. Um, I took myself out of that environment. I went, you know, I, I thought I need to get out of this and I need to um, go away and have a bit of a think. So I ended up signing up for a, uh, what was it? It was a, an eight-week uh, mountaineering expedition down in southern Patagonia. I'd always loved it. Um, but it, basically it was all self-supported, carry all your own food and fuel and, and all that sort of stuff. And basically we were up on the, on the southern ice cap down there 
and everything up there is trying to kill you. There's no trees, there's no animals, there's no nothing. Um, as I said, <laughs> I like, like to do It doesn't sound too fun, but yeah. <laughs> You know, like, there's the extremities again, right? But, um, you know, I think getting out there and then getting to the end of the expedition and, there, you know, there's a there's a whole other podcast that we could do on that one. But, um, you know, there have been a lot of challenges for everyone, um, you know, through running out of food and weather conditions um, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. And and basically we we got through all that stuff and I was sitting there overlooking this glacial lake uh, on the last day before the boat was coming to pick us up, and I just thought, what What now? You know, I've just been through something that's completely changed my outlook, um, completely opened me up to more potential because what we, quote-unquote, had to go through out there because, we, you know, we couldn't get rescued. Um, we basically ran out of food, and um, we had no option but to make it out. Um, once... You know, once I'd got down and we had got to that point where everything was going to be okay and everyone was coming home, um, it was, um, you know, it, it was really telling. So I was sitting there thinking, right, what now? You know, and, and that was another big one. I was, right, and I knew that I just wanted better. Um, and then gradually over time, you know, doors would start to open. Um, so I had to get, you know, go back to Canada where I was living, um, get out of the environment that I was living in, and start to do more of the things that were in line with the life that I wanted to lead. So you really were your own catalyst, right? I mean, that you you made a conscious choice and really put yourself, you kind of put yourself to the test in terms of to see what you were capable of. So after, I mean, gosh, I mean, simply asking yourself the question of what, why was I the one to do this? I mean, is that a big part of this in terms of when people start making these changes, and I'm kind of going sideways, but is really changing the questions we ask ourselves? Oh, 100%. You know, um, Tony Robbins, who was a mentor of mine, uh, Anthony Robbins, who many people would know in the That's, personal development world. That was totally my world. intro, 1992. Um, I got the personal power tapes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So, you know, he, he was a mentor of mine, you know, for a long time, um, a little while back, and I listened to everything and, and went through all his stuff. And, uh you know, he said he basically says if you ask a better question, you get a better answer. Um, and you know, he's he's learned from a lot of leaders as well. So, you know, if we're tracing it back, he's communicated that to me where, where, wherever that's come from. But um, you know, if you ask a better question, you get a better answer. So I started to ask myself, what do I truly want from my life? You know, and all, basically all my programs, all the programs that we have, and whenever I sit down with someone, even if it's a one to one, which I don't do a lot of, but um, you know, even if it is a one-to-one -one session with somebody, I want to make sure that I ask that question. Where do you want to be in five years' time? Because I sit here in Bondi Beach today, about 300 metres from the beach, um, and, you know, I live the most amazing lifestyle. Um, sure, there's challenges, you know. Sure, there's business growth challenges. Um, but, you know, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm active. You know, I've got an amazing partner. Um, we live a beautiful lifestyle and I've created this, you know, and I created the other lifestyle as well um, just through the choices and the decisions that I made. So, you know, people really need to be thinking about what decisions and what choices they're making because, you know, when you realise that you're in control, it's actually in control of everything in your life. It's actually extremely empowering. But many people think that life happens to them and I was one of those people as well. Oh, this happened because of this. No, no. 
that happened because I made the decision and that was the result that I'm, you know, of the, of the decision that I made. That was life-changing for me. I had a mentor say, you know, and it was something just along the lines of, well, Kim, you know, you get to choose. And, and also looking at the decisions we make, it's not good or bad. You did it. Did you, you know, and so yeah. it's, it's taking away the judgment and sort of all of those, the crap that goes along with that stuff. But, but it, it really shifts your perception on everything. It's like, well, I get to choose this. So I can either keep working this person or I don't. If, if it's not a good fit, I can choose to say best of luck to you. Right. And that's just one example. Um, but it really is empowering. Absolutely. And I, I want to, everything you say, I'm like, we could be on Skype for like five hours. So I will try to, <laughs> to be direct. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been talking about lately is, and and I don't know, having done some corporate stuff, if you see this online versus sort of offline with brick and mortar type businesses, you know, in the space that I'm in with with blogging and marketing, and it's I don't know that it's I am or not, but there there's sort of a perception that when you talk about money and, and you scale things, that it's it's like this icky thing, right? And at the same time. It's a business. So, you know, in terms of like, I love that you have created this amazing life. And you, I, I mean, I see what, like, you guys just had a retreat, right? We just spent four days in Western Australia on the coast and, you know, in a beautiful mansion and, and you know, taking people's businesses and mindsets to the absolute next level. Um, it's been amazing. So that's, and the thing is, it's like, I've been stepping into that in the mastermind that I'm in the last year and it's just I get nothing but love from people that are always, you know, when you get around people that are living at this, at this higher level and expecting more of themselves, what, regardless of what some person, it might be 10 grand a month, somebody else, it might be a hundred grand. It doesn't million. It doesn't matter. But it's that, like you said, it's that mindset, you know, what were some of the challenges that you faced because you went, you know, and I mean, it probably would take too long, but you know, I mean, you have scaled a very financially successful company as well. So what were some of the challenges you faced when you kind of started stepping into some of these higher pricing and higher models? Look, I think first of all is cash flow. Um, you, you know, cash flow is king in any business. Um, I did, um, you know, I, I did sell my business, as I said before, and made um, about 150 grand. Um, but a lot of that went into investing into the training that I, you know, that I had for myself. Um, you know, I've been in business now, I'm going to say three years. Um, it's, it's in and around that. It might be, you know, a few months more, a few months less. But, um, you know, three years ago, Kim, I didn't know anything about sales and marketing. Um, nothing. You know, like I, I, I remember even after I'd started my business, you know, even two years. Two years ago, I didn't know anything about sales and marketing. I was fantastic. You know, I'm a great coach and mentor. Um, I can drill down and get people turned around so quick. Um, but I didn't know how to get that message out there. You know, and I share that because there's so many awesome, awesome people out there or what they do, but they just have, they don't have the missing link, which is how to communicate that out to the market and actually, you know, get the clients and demand the sort of rates that you deserve based on how good you are at what you do and how much you can actually transform other people's lives through, you know, even through business, you know. Um, and, you know, so that, that was one of the biggest ones. I was sitting there, had a beautiful office overlooking Darling Harbour, um, had no one coming through the door. And, you know, I'd sit there all day and keep myself busy somehow and, and you know, run around in circles. And, and I got to the point and, you know, once again, multiple points, um, I started to learn how to market. And I made a lot of mistakes and spent a lot of money that I shouldn't have. 
Um, and I learned from every single one of those and I'll never do, do most of those again. Um, and the same with sales. You know, I, I once I learned marketing, I remember I ran a marketing campaign. It was a direct mail and I got face to face with 161 um, entrepreneurs. Now, I, you know, I mailed out to about a thousand. We followed up with a phone call and then um, and then I got meetings with 161 entrepreneurs to sort of understand a little bit more about their business. And, um, you know, out of that, I got maybe two or three sales. Um, and, you know, today, I mean, you know, we close sort of anywhere between one and two, one in three clients. Um, so had I, had I known how to, you know, how to sell and how to communicate that across, you know, across to the client and actually get to the, the core of the issue for them, then, you know, the business would be in a, in a very different place. But once again, I wouldn't have learned. Um, so, you know, they're probably two of the biggest ones. And then, you know, while times were tough and I couldn't market and I couldn't sell, it was cash flow, you know, looking around the apartment going, right, what's next? You know, well, we need to sell now. And um, I remember the day that, you know, that I looked around, I'm a triathlete. Um, and, and, you know, I remember the day that I looked around and, and that was, you know, my bike was sitting there and that was one of the only things left. And um, it's not to say we were, you know, living in an empty house. I'm not trying to, um, you know, put that impression across, but, uh, you know, to generate enough revenue and to keep the business running. And, and that was that was a big turning point. You know, that was another one. I ended up selling the bike, got, got a couple of grand for it, and um, I'd won races on that bike, you know. I'd, you know, ridden – I'd had a lot of memories on that bike. Um, I, you know, I'd probably do three, 400 Ks on it a week. Um, and so I'd spent a lot of time on it and it was really something that was pretty close to me. And, um, you know, I ended up selling it and that $2,000 was what turned it around. You know, I was like, well, this, this has to make some, you know, this has to make it work. So after the marketing sales, after the cash, you know, after the marketing and the sales, um, challenges, sorry. And then, you know, understanding the cash flow, um, and making sure that I could bring the revenue in and actually, you know, keep the doors open another month. They were, you know, probably the three biggest core, um, core components. And, and, you know, I mean, today, yeah, I live an absolutely amazing life, you know, um, and that's, that's just through persistence and dedication and determination and not saying no. And I think we've all got a resource in us that says, um, look, I think some people give up much sooner than others, 100%. There's no doubt about that. But I think we've all had tough experiences like I had, but I was able to draw on my experiences when I was in Patagonia, you know, down in Chile there and say, well, you know, I've been through that so I can get through this. And, um, you know, that was that was one of the big big keys and big turning points. Well, and, and the story of the bike, you know, I, I think that is – which again thanks for sharing that because a lot of people maybe you know have to ask themselves it's like would I be willing to do this I mean I've done some crazy stuff that if people knew they'd be like what but I I knew that this this is going to work right I, I was just I was that committed and there's definitely things that you know I would do differently hindsight's always twenty twenty. but um it it was I, I completely get that like this has to, to work this has to shift things and I think the sales and marketing because you know, what I love about your story in terms of the direct mail piece is, especially with online, I think it's often there's a perception that it's not going to be super hard work. 
You know, like, I'm not sure why people think that's supposed to be like this super quick, easy business, like getting thousands of visitors to convert would be easy. But, um, you, you know, there's there's a hard way to do it and an easy way to do it. And the sales piece, it's funny because I had a call last week with um, I got a new coaching client because she was interviewing me for my for her podcast. And I was just me. I was just me. And so I was coming from the heart and I was like, this is what I have to do. I have to get on the phone with more people and not, you know, like in a pushy way, but I get like fired up. Like when I start doing that stuff, I have to stand up, you know, and I have to start walking around my office and I'm like, hello. Cause she's like, well, I got to work with you. I got to work with you. And so from that, but it takes practice. Right. And when I started just doing coaching a year ago, I was so just like when it came down to an offer, it was like, what am I doing? You know? So from that perspective, obviously you are a big proponent of coaches and mentors. And, you know, what would you say to somebody who wanted to step into that? Cause like you're sitting here saying you see all this potential in people and that, you know, and there are quicker ways to get from point A to B, right? So, so what would you say to somebody who wanted to go down that road? Um, I think what's most important from my perspective and definitely one of my company values is being congruent. You've, you've really got to practice what you preach, but you, if you have a skill set, you need to share that, you know. Um, I think, I think, unfortunately, you know, in, in today's day and age with coaching and consulting, um, you know, the they say we're 10 to 12% into the potential of this industry um, and it's only going in one direction and that's up rapidly. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people jump in for the cash grab, but you really need to make sure that you can deliver massive value for your clients and that comes through, you know, that does come through working with people, but I think a lot of people put the marketing ahead of the skill set um, and, and they go, okay, yeah, now I'm great at marketing and then they go and then they know how to sell something at a high price but they can't deliver and then they wonder why their retention's gone, you know, and why are people dropping off and why are people talking badly about me? Well, it's because you over-promised on the way in and you under-delivered once, you know, once people got in and you took their money and then, you know, entrepreneurs by nature you know, they sell somebody in and then they run back around to the start of the funnel again and try and get as many people in as possible. Then a few people spit out and then they run back around and they forget to actually fulfill on what they're doing. I think I did it totally opposite. <laughs> I was so, well, you know what, it just, sorry to interrupt you, but it was, I knew it was something I kind of want to do. I love teaching and training and I've done lots of webinars and stuff, but I wasn't sure what it looked like. So I really sort of baby stepped my way in it. And then I sort of stopped and worked with people. And it took me a solid year to even figure out exactly who my audience was and how I would serve them from a coaching perspective. Um, and now it's really like, okay, well, you've got that. So now you need to market. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, I think, um, especially in the iron world, you know, nine, uh, look, uh, I can't comment on, on most people out there because the industry is so deep, but I think a lot of people, um, they, they do that, you know, they, they, um, they market, right. They get the ticks. People say, yes, we're going to pay you money. And then they run straight back around and they forfeit, they sort of forget to actually deliver massive value, which is what they promised in their marketing copy. Um, and, you know, that sort of comes back to the congruency of what I'm, what I'm talking about. But look, you know, if people have a message and, and they have a way to help people be better and, and streamline the process, if, you know, if I'd had a mentor, you know, three years ago, then once again, my business would be in a very different position. It may be in a radically different position. So I don't look back at anything and say how bad it is. You know, even, you know, my past life and, and the way that I used to live my life and stuff like that, all that stuff's awesome because I'm sitting here talking to you today, um, you know, from the, from the place that I am, not giving, you know, some depressing speech about how much my life sucks. Um, 
you know, I get to work with, you know, the best of the best in business, in life, um, and and all that stuff's created by the decisions that you make once again. But, you know, if, if people really have something that they're great at, you know, just make sure you're really good at your craft is, is really all that matters to me. Yeah, and, and I think people are afraid of um, – well, I shouldn't be speaking for people. <laughs> I'll just speak for myself. But I, I know a lot of it was stepping into it and 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 being afraid to charge a higher price point or whatnot. And that's why I sort of baby stepped my way into it. I was like, it, it's okay. I, first of all, I was happy that I was doing it and stepping into it. And it was also because I had started working with a mentor. And I mean, I wish I'd learned about paid traffic years ago. That's just a side note. Um, but because it's investing in your business one way or the other, you know, but one of the things I want to ask you is, you know, and let's talk from sort of the business owner, the entrepreneurs, but is there a common challenge you see that entrepreneurs have that gets in the way of taking things to the next level or exploding their business? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fear is the number one thing that stops anyone from doing anything. Um, you know, entrepreneurs, fear of putting yourself out there, which is basically fear of rejection. You know, what if I put myself out there and people don't like me? Um, what if, you know, what if I run a Facebook ad and then no one clicks on it? That means the whole world doesn't like me and I should go back to, the, you know, my day job. Um, you know, but, like, this is this really happens for people, you know, and it's like, no, actually, if you just change your headline and the image or, if you, you know, if you change a couple of things, then all the people that you think hate you will actually come and... Um, you know, and click and buy from you as long as you have something of value. Um, so, you know, fear is the number one thing that stops anyone in, you know, in business, in life. You know, fear of fear of rejection, fear of people saying no. Um, you know, people have these subconscious limiting beliefs and, you know, many people have these consciously as well. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve good things. I can't do that. You know, what makes me so special? Um, all these all these limitations um, and, you know, too many of these run on a subconscious level and really hold people back. And, um, and I think, you know, the more that, you know, the more from the work that I do from the mindset perspective, um, you know, they say it's, you know, there's the 80-20, 80% psychology, 20% strategy to be successful in any area. You know, um, I would challenge that, you know, the strategy that, that I have and we have at Sparks Elite is up there with, you know, the best of the best. Um, we also bring the mindset component. And if people are missing the mindset component, you can give anyone a strategy. Um, something that I talk about with, with new clients all the time, I said, look, I can put a million-dollar strategy on the board for you in 20 minutes for any, any industry. Um, what the challenge is is actually getting people to believe in themselves, to believe it's actually possible, and, you know, to get themselves out of their own way and get rid of the fear so they can take the action, not self-sabotage the action, and actually see the result. So business is actually ridiculously simple. We just make it insanely hard because of our own limitations and our own limiting beliefs, you know. If you take an employee and bring them into your company and get them to do one of the roles that you're doing right now, right, they can come in and in a short period of time because they're not emotionally connected to the outcome, they will get a result much faster than what an entrepreneur would because the entrepreneur is so scared of what if. You know, what if this doesn't work out? What if this happens? What if that happens? All right? If we take somebody in sales who's got a good skill set in sales, let's say, you know, you're selling high-ticket things and you go, 
you go from some online traffic to a squeeze page and then you give people something and then they sign up for a call or, you know, a webinar or something like that later on. When somebody gets on the phone, you know, so many people are scared of getting a no when actually they just need to learn to overcome themselves and then overcome the objection of the client. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if entrepreneurs could take, you know, startup entrepreneurs and people that are, you know, under six figures or, you know, low sort of six figures as well, if they could take themselves out of the equation, they, their businesses would quite often grow much faster um, because they're so emotionally connected to the outcome. Now, even when people hire staff when they're starting up, because this, you know, these subconscious limiting beliefs are saying, I'm really scared of putting myself out there and these other things, they actually hire subconsciously the right people to continue to, you know, to prove that their concept doesn't work. Even though they're working really hard in the direction to get the outcome that they want, they keep getting in the way, you know, and they keep, um, they keep putting themselves in the way of the success that's, that's actually right there. And I talk a lot about sort of glass ceilings. You know, we, we've got these glass ceilings. You can see through them. You know what the outcome is. And if, you know, it's just fear that's stopping us. Well, people just need to push that stuff out or just shatter them and just go and have what they want. Because at the end of the day, what's the worst, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen in, in you know, 80% of cases? Well, yeah, you, know, you end up staying where you're at, right? Yeah, you end up staying where you're at. You know, maybe you spend five, you know, five or ten grand or, you know, literally maybe you spend 20 bucks and it doesn't work out. You know, so depending on who's listening and, and where they're at in their own personal businesses, because I understand the, you know, the $20 challenges where you go, okay, I'll throw in 20 bucks and we'll see what happens. You know, what's the worst that happens? You throw in 20 bucks, you figure out how not to do it, and then you put another 20 bucks in and you'll be one step closer how to do it. Um, you know, Einstein and the light bulb and all that sort of stuff, you know. Try, he found out, you know, 990, 999 ways it, it didn't work how to make it. Absolutely. You know, and, and the thing I think with, because the fear that kept me playing small for probably the first four years in my business. And I was going to go on that a little while ago there. I was going to uh, little glaze over that one, but oh, uh, yeah. you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it took me a long time. And it was because I, I kept coming from this place of, well, you know, I, I just fell in love with WordPress. I, I thought I was going to start an information business. I never thought I'd get into web dev, which is not what I do. My company does it now. But at the same time, for the longest time, I was like, well, I'm not a coder. I'm not a programmer. Who am I? I, I fully played that. And it's it's so fascinating when I look back at a younger self because I thought I got it all. Like, I, I got it. I was very in charge. <laughs> but it's because I was working for somebody else. It's a lot easier. And it was really, it took me just saying, you know, I, I got to show up that it, just showing up, whether it was through the podcast. I mean, this took the, I had no idea, like, how am I going to podcast about WordPress? And I, I let it evolve into its own thing. Um, but I really, I did. I played small. It's funny. I look back at content or things that I created early on and it's so vanilla. Like there's no personality. There's no energy. There's no, I was very careful. I didn't want to ruffle feathers and I'm not out to get into arguments. I don't expend that kind of energy, but it's okay to, I just needed to step into myself and it, it took me a while to get here. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, I think we've all written some of those challenges um, from time to time. Um, you know, one of my clients earlier this week, um, she's, what is she? She's, um, I'm going to say she's 24. I think she's she's either just turned 24 or just turned 25, but we've been working together. She was um, about three and a half months ago now. She was doing about $700 a week in a business. And then over a short three-month period, 
um, she went to making $5,000 a week. Um, and so now she's making 20 grand a month, um, 23, 24, 25 years old, something like that. And, um, and you know, she called me Monday last week and she said, uh, you know, she said, look, I'm having a lot of problems. About three seconds later, the tears started. Um, and, you know, essentially what was happening is the fear was rising up inside her and she's going, I don't know if I can make this stuff happen. You know, because we talked about, you know, her expanding her business, getting a new a new location and, and you know, opening up a gym as well. Um, so now within a three-month period, she was going to go from one location to two locations to three, now into a gym. Last week, you know, we spoke on Monday um, and she posted, you know, in the forum, in our private forum, she posted that she did um, 60 sales last week and added an extra... Um, What's that? Six five, an extra three thousand dollars to a business per week. That's an extra hundred and fifty thousand dollars she's just put in her pocket in one week of work because her retention rates. You know, let's say it's one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. She has very high retention rates. So you know, here's somebody who was you know in tears, absolutely broken, thinking nothing could come of it, and then after you know we chatted for probably half an hour. Um, and I was like, look, let's let's just analyze what's going on here. You know, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. All you need to do is keep working the system that we've talked about. And she broke through and she closed more, you know, more than anybody else. You know, I've never had a client do that. And now, she, you know, she's female, she's under 30, um, and, you know, she's breaking all the rules. And then everybody in the forums going, what did you do? Like, you know, everyone's looking for that magic bullet. It's not a magic bullet. She just worked her ass off. And, you know, it just makes me so proud to see somebody of that level actually just push the fear aside and, you know, take the ball by the horns and going, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. And, you know, she'll do this, you know, she probably won't bring on 60 again um, this week. Because, you know, we need to make sure that the retention's there. It's not, you know, and, and people are getting fulfilled on, on the product and service and we need things to settle in a little bit. Gee, that's smart business. Well, exactly. You know, um, but, you know, you talk about fear in the glass ceilings. She just runs through walls, you know. She, I'm like, right, this is where we're at. This is what we need to do. So in a period from, I'd say, three and a half, four months ago, She's gone from making $700 a week to $8,000 a week. Unbelievable. I was going to ask you for some other success stories because it's it's that stuff that people just, you know, I find that when, when, when you share those types of stories or, you know, look at like I, I was sharing with a mentor of mine that a, a business partner and I, we in less than two months created 8,000 recurring completely passive income, right? And it was something that, no marketing. It was through one referral source and we consciously did it quietly so we could manage stuff, right? And we're getting feedback and, and it's like, if the feedback's not great, it's like, what can we do different? How can we do this better? Let us do this for you for free now. And so we're sort of modeling it, but I find myself not wanting to share those things publicly. Like it's, it, see, and so it's, it, it's all, all these perceptions in my head, but yet that's pretty cool. And I, I get like, oh, people are going to think I'm talking about money. <laughs> it's bizarre. Absolutely, it is. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, did you want me to go ahead with, with further results and what people have done? Yes, please, I'd love a couple more or whatever. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, look, and I think, you know, the objective of sharing these is, is so people can actually see what's possible and, um, you know, you can have all the strategy in the world, you know. I, I was a guy sitting there, you know, beautiful, uh, beautiful office overlooking Darling Harbour, which is right here in the CBD of Sydney and, um, you know, or downtown, as, as Americans would probably call that, or Canadians. Um, you know, I was right there in the middle of the city and I had a phone next to me and I was too scared to pick it up. And, you know, it's, it's an evolution of mindset, you know. Um, another one of my clients, you know, um, they were quite good at marketing. I sat down with them. Uh, they were part of one of my six-month programs, which I've gone away from now. It's, um, you know, just a 12-month program. But, um, you know, one of the they were business partners, one of the guys sat down and said, look, you know, we've got to $250,000 and we're stuck. You know, we just can't, you know, we just can't seem to break out and find what's next um so we had a quick chat um we engaged and uh you know in the first eight weeks of that program they actually went from two hundred fifty thousand to just over five hundred thousand um they were good at marketing you know i'm not i'm not here to say that every single client you know has has these results but sometimes people just need to get out of their own way you know and when i say sometimes i really mean all the time (laughs) You know, it's like get out of the freaking way and just let let the work do the work um, and let the strategy do the work and I'll show you how it actually works um, and, and, you know, the sort of results that you can get and there's two perfect case studies just from, you know, was it a specific strategy that we talked about? Yes. Was it radical game-changing strategy? No. Okay. I'm not going to, you know, there's... There's no marketing squeeze page here saying this is the best, you know, only content. Many, many people out there in the world have amazing freaking content. It's just your ability to translate that content into action and then in turn into results. And do you find when people take the implementation and the action, it, it's the results are sort of exponential all of a sudden? You know, it's like when you, and, and it kind of builds on itself. It's like, all right, well, and for those moments, just as an example, if, if I'm getting all stuck in the fear, I'm like, just do the tasks, just do the, just keep moving forward. Get out of my head. Just just focus on the actual tasks that I need to do that I'm afraid to put out in the world. But I'm like, just do it. And then before you know it, it's like all of a sudden it's like this shows up and then this shows up. And it, it just – it's exponential when you just stick with showing up and doing the work. Look, um, in in a lot of cases, yes, I'm not going to say, you know, everything shows up straight away. Um, but, you know, if, if people put their head down on a strategy, I was working with a client um, – last night and you know she's she's had another mentor and um just hasn't seen the results she's tried a lot of a lot of facebook and i said look you know there's other ways to generate revenue for your business um and she said okay what is it and i said look you know she's a um she's a massage therapist and um she you know she said look i've been you know running all these facebook ads and stuff like that and i said right who's your target market and then she told me you know people who need massages i said no they're not I said, your target market is actually doctors and physiotherapists and the people that are actually going to refer people to you, right? So I put together a campaign and I said, right, send out this letter, um, draft up a letter, send it over to me, and um, basically what you want to do is you want to go and sit down with all of the business, you know, all of the doctors, all of the physiotherapists, all of the chiropractors, and you want to sit down with all of those people and, um, you know, you just want to start conversations and you want to say, look, I'm happy to refer people to you. You refer people to me. Um, is it going to be a bit of groundwork? Absolutely, you know. But I said, if 
if you promise and guarantee that you do this every single day for three months, your business, you will have more business than you can handle and your next problem will be how do I fulfill on this or how do I, you know, buy back my time. At the moment, you know, I, I go with that strategy because she's been working extremely hard for a long time without getting any results. So I say three months, you know, I believe if she brings, like honestly brings 100% to what she's doing and, and getting out there and meeting with people, she'll, you know, she'll have business week one, week two, week three, right? But I want to set the expectation for her to say, you work your ass off for three months and your business will be like radically different than what it is. And, you know, three months, like, you know, for entrepreneurs that are trying to make money, three months can seem like, you know, an eternity. It's almost like I said, for the next 40 years, go and do this. But three months will come around really quickly. She'll have all those leads. She'll have all those people. Um, and look, you know, if she follows the plan, then, you know, she could have a, a five-figure week business, no problem. The three-month thing, it's interesting that you said that because when I had made this decision, you know, in the last couple of years, I don't know if it was earlier this year, but I was like, all right, because I've always sort of, for somebody who did some Facebook advertising, I would say my social media efforts were a little bit lacking um, because I was always busy with client work, right? And that was always sort of the reason, you know, and, and not to sort of be doing my own thing, quote unquote. But I just said, look, I'm just, again, same thing. I'm just going to show up. And I was super consistent on sharing value and connecting and just having conversations, just starting those. And it was probably a solid three months before I started getting just people reaching out to me, people contacting me, messaging, whatever it was. But I literally went from this place of just be consistent with it. And 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 I was coming from a place of integrity. Like, I'm going to provide value. I'm going to just be myself and show up. But it did take probably three to four months to really start. To, then all of a sudden, things just started working. And, you know, why I say, you know, three to four months, if it is four months, you know, two to three months, whatever it ends up being for her. You know, there's two ways to build belief in someone. And one is through the work that I do and, you know, get inside their head and turn stuff around quite quickly and, you know, reframe some things and get them thinking a little bit differently. Um, it sounds a lot more complicated and, you know, intruding than what it actually is. Um, but, you know, just knowing what to say and how to say it and how different people are motivated. The other way is to get off your ass and go and do it. <laughs> yeah. Novel idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you know, if, if she, once again, if she actually applies this and goes out there and for the next three months do and does this, what she'll gain is customers, but more importantly, she'll gain the belief that it's actually possible, you know? And when people believe that something's possible subconsciously, consciously, that's when they get the result, you know? And it becomes less about, you know, less about going through the motions and scrambling for every last cent and working way too hard you know, and, and for not enough return and doing tasks and things inside your business that you have no right to be doing. You should not be doing them at all. You should be outsourcing them. You know, people gain the belief that it's actually possible. Um, and that's really the number one thing that I want to instill in her. Um, she's not in one of my long-term programs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really just sort of helping her out a little bit. And because I don't have a close interaction with her on, on an ongoing basis, um, you know, I just said, look, we need to do this. You need to, you need to take these action steps because I can't be here with you week on week and helping you tweak campaigns or tweak your ads or, you, you know, your, the letter that she's sending out or going to different target markets. Um, so she will gain that belief just through walking through step by step exactly how 
um, how we talked about, and there's no way that she can't not be successful if she goes and meets with 100 physios and 100 chiropractors and 100 sports doctors, you know? She goes to a target market, she meets with 100 of each of them and really commits and sits down and has a good conversation, even if a sales pitch sucked, you know? Because she's not actually trying to get people to buy, you know, she's not trying to pitch someone. She's just trying to sit down and go, hey, I can send some clients to you if they're right for you and vice versa. And, you know, it's game on. And, you know, the old 80-20 adage, she'll probably find, you know, 20% of those people will, will refer 80% of her clients. Um, and that will instill the belief in her that anything's possible. And then from there, the sky's the limit. Well, and I think the sales piece of all of that becomes fun. As soon as you believe it and you're coming from that right place. And, and it's like if you just, I don't know, I mean, for her to go out and sit with all these people, she's going to get amazing practice and she's going to find what feels right for her, right? I mean, that just sort of evolves. I never in a million years would have thought it would have been fun to get on the phone to do sales. And all of a sudden, because I just feel I don't mean to get esoteric, but totally in alignment with what I'm doing that I just want to have conversations with cool people. And if we're a good fit, great. <laughs> totally. Yeah. People say to me all the time, you are so confident. How are you so confident in what you sell? And I say, because I've done it, because I've seen the results and because I know what I can do for you. You know, and that's, that's not even a sale. You know, this is not even somebody, you know, this could be a conversation like this that I'm not even, you know, pitching anybody or working to try and get a sale. But I know when people follow the system, I know the result that they'll get, you know. So my one of the biggest jobs that I have is to instill belief and confidence in the people to say, you can do it, you are good enough, you do deserve good things, now go and freaking do it, you know. And sometimes it's a carrot, sometimes it's a stick, you know. Sometimes I paint the big, shiny, bright object um, and other times, you know, I've got to hit, kick them in the ass and get them going. Um, but, you know, when, when you... Um, you know, when you get people to that level and you instill that belief in them and you have that belief in your own product or service, and once again, the only way she gets confident is by sitting down with a few, you know, she gets down with 50 people and she's pitched 50 more people than she has yesterday when we talked. And has she gotten some results yet? Or or not, not even, I'm looking for a financial result, but what is the feedback that she's given you from, from doing this? Well, literally that conversation was yesterday. So I said to her, you need to go away. You need to collect some data. You need, you know, so she's written a letter. She's already sent it back to me. Um, and the action that she's taking, she's, she's pumped. You know, she's like, wow, this is like really good. I'm excited. You know, and I'm like, look, you can totally do this. You know, I know you've got this. Um, and, you know, one of my biggest challenges is disbelievers and people, you know, that undo the work that I do through saying, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe you shouldn't do it. If somebody does that, it totally undoes all the work that I, you know, and that can be somebody who's loving and, and wants to look after them. Um, but as I was talking about before with my own environment, you know, you've got to get yourself in an environment for success. And if you've got people who are putting weeds in your garden, you need to get rid of those people. It's plain and simple. Um, because you know, if I do work or if you do work with somebody or if you instill that belief, you know, people people pay everyone to be good at the service that we deliver and people pay me, they don't know it, but they pay me to give them the strategy, help them get out of their own way, but more importantly, instill the belief in them that that's, that's possible. If they don't believe it, they won't get the result. Just, just I've lived that, so I'm like, I want to do like a give me an amen, and like because it, it, you're so right. I just, I love it, and the whole thing about those people around you, you know, six years in, most of the people in my personal life still don't really know what I do. 
Um, I've got an awesome family who supports me. But of course, you know, there's always like this, oh, fear for me. And but I, I finally went to a point, I'm like, I can love them and share the successes, but none of them have started a business. So why would I share? Why would I ask? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not going to ask your plumber for medical advice. It's just, you know, so it's kind of that thing. And, and for me, I've had to learn. All right, well, what do I share with the people that, you know, aren't going anywhere? Um, but yeah, no, the belief, thank God, I love that, Andrew. So let's just wrap stuff up. What is coming for Sparks Elite in 2015? Um, global domination. Look, <laughs> um, 2015 is a big year. We literally went over the calendar um, a couple of days ago. So I've just hired some new staff and we've just um, looked at what we're doing and trying to, you know, build out the org chart a little bit and get a few more bodies in so we can execute. Um, you know, on the business sides of things, which is more or less identical to the life um, sides of things, you know, um, business retreats, uh, you know, they'll be in Australia, in Bali, in Europe, uh, in the US, um, maybe one up in Canada as well. Um, the same will be for life, for the life retreats. We take people away for four days. We get into their business or into their, you know, into their life and we pull everything apart. We set goals for them, um, create an extremely simple strategy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not a, a graduate of any sort of university or degree. I like really simple and simple actually gets people results. Um, so we get in there, we, we turn everything around and, you know, that's the real immersion experience, you know, come and spend four days, let's get deep into it, get out of your business or get out of your life. So when you go back, you're renewed, refreshed and, you know, absolutely on fire and ready to go. You know, we've got online training programs as well, which, you know, people from anywhere in the world can access. Um, and we're, you know, there's also a speaking tour, which this is the first time that I've announced it, but, um, I'll be running some events in um, in London. I'll also run some in Canada and possibly one in the US as well. Um, some larger events with you know 500, 1,000 people, depending on locations, and um, you know just getting the word out there. You know, this is as you can tell, this is my absolute passion, and you know nobody's going to stop me from from turning my dreams into reality because I see what it does for people's lives and, you know, whether it is business or whether it is life, um, you know, we we really do that. And then, you know, for the higher level people, we've got a mastermind as well, um, which we take people for 12 months and I work very closely with those people and really help them, you know, accelerate the results in their business or in their life or both um, so they can live the life of their dreams, you know. I've been able to do it, so I just want to teach other people. That's all I... Yeah, that's all I really care about. So, just a few things planned for next year. <laughs> yeah, look, I love it. You know, it's awesome. Uh, Go big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the whiteboard here, and we've got um, ten new positions. So, um, yeah, we've we've definitely got some work to do, and we've got our work cut out for us. But you know, when you got a mission and you got a bit between your teeth, you got to go get yeah, it. I do. Thank you so much, Andrew. This has been a blast. I just. Uh, yeah, I feel like awesome. I could talk to you Absolutely. and just quiz you all day. Like, and what about this? And what about this? It's, <laughs> it's just great. I love your story. I love the journey. Um, and it's there's no doubt that you're doing what you do because your heart, it, you're it, it's coming from the heart, you know. Yeah. And so I, that to me is is the kicker with people, and that's really when you follow that gut instinct is where you're going to see the success. So thank you very much, Andrew. I really appreciate having you here today. Yeah, it's been fantastic, Kim. As always, thanks so much for listening, you guys. I really hope you enjoyed 
listening to Andrew's journey, what he's doing and, and the place that he comes from. And, you know, we talked a little bit about life experience and the different and how that impacts you with the, the compassion and empathy in which you're able to work with people. And I know that that's been true for me. And I, I truly, I felt like I could have just talked to Andrew for like five hours, although I feel that with most of my guests. So, um, but again, check out Andrew at sparkselite.com. And for any links and show notes, you can go to the wpchick.com forward slash Andrew Sparks. Thanks as always for listening and have a great day. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, There is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon.